I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome along to the Short Ball. Scotty and Mills with you. Producer Ellis in the booth as well. Uh, good morning to you, Millsy. Good morning. It's the Super Rugby final, just like that. Ah, just like just that. Just like that. Amazing. Just like that. It's a repeat. Just a different venue. What do you... Okay, before we get to the final today on the short ball, because there's a lot to talk about in terms of the matchups and what we're expecting from this game, what about the season as a whole? Super Rugby is always criticised, seems to be anyway, although I just think that's the national pastime in New Zealand, <laughs> South Africa, and England, and... Australia and Argentina mm-hmm. and possibly Japan. Super Rugby is always criticised for its structure yep. uh, and for its playoff mix and for the lopsided nature of the conferences. I mean, what, what have you made of the season? I've actually enjoyed it. I, I, I think there may be a couple of tweaks they need to do, but I, in terms of the whole comp itself, I've actually, yeah, I think... Um, it came down right to the the final round of the season to to see who was going to be in the top eight, and I think when it's like that, that makes things um, you know pretty interesting. Obviously, there's there's one team that sort of has blown away, and you know they'll they'll go on and win. I in, in my opinion, but hey 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 what you can't you can't come out this early in the podcast. And say so the Lions are going to win. And say... So, <laughs> <laughs> it's, hey, it's a big call from you. Hey. It's a big call from you. Just keep your powder dry there. Okay, I'm talking dry. about the season. Okay. I'm talking about the season as a whole. Well, if we break it down, okay, we went through a massive period uh, that no Australian team could beat the New Zealand franchise. They hadn't beaten them, what, 13-odd games? Or what, is it? what was it? I don't know what it was. So that it was made 13-odd things. years. That was a long time, Mills. Oh, yeah. And so that made things interesting. Then all of a sudden, I think the, the Tars... It got up and the Australians seemed to get their um, conference together um, pretty close in the end. New Zealand conference is always strong, you know, and um, there's, there's a lot of talk about you know, amongst the teams and especially the players that it is quite physical. And I tend to agree with that. And then some of the games are just wow. Um, and and then the Jaguares. I mean, they were kind of they were they were under the radar the a little bit. Jaguares, yeah, I see they they to me are the real story of the competition. Yeah. Absolutely. And and this is the reason I ask Millsy, right, is because 
We we go through this competition. It starts in February. It's now August. Mm. It's the best part of six months, and we spend so much of the time complaining about it, and then it's <laughs> over. Yeah. And I and I you know I've done my share of questioning around certain things in the structure of the competition and and, and certain things that don't work and I, I understand that because you're looking at it critically week in week out, but for the fans I just, I just think they miss out on so much because everyone is thinking about the forest and they they miss the trees it's mm. the trees you want to look at. I've seen some great games this year. Yeah. That's what I've got to say about that. Yeah, I have seen some cracking games. Some amazing plays, as we always do. Mm. Some sensational comebacks. That, that Crusaders comeback against the Waratahs, for me, was my moment of the year. 29 points down and you come back and win the game. I mean, you guys are freaks. Those sorts of plays, for me, I, I think is what keeps my interest up. And all the other little things throughout the season that I, that I just think get largely discarded as we work our way to the playoffs. And they get discarded because we think so much about what we want this competition to be <laughs> instead of just enjoying it for what it is. Yeah, enjoy, enjoying it. And there was lots of big moments, um, ups and downs for all teams. You know, when you, when you thought remember the, the Hurricanes were looking sharp 10 in a row, all of a sudden form, form slump. 100%. The, the Chiefs come out, and I'm just, you know, 13-odd players out first round of the season. Contracted players. So there's a story in itself. The Blues, obviously, um, great beginning with the 10s, didn't quite push on. Um, and the, the the Crusaders and the and the Landers. I mean that that's then in itself. I mean our our conference itself was was awesome because there were so many ups and downs um, and, and different things to talk about. Players that stood up, um, and so no, it was awesome. And you're right. Sometimes we sit back. I mean, you'd have to laugh when we actually finally get it right. You know, I think when people complain, it's obviously it's, something good. Right? It's rugby. We'll never get it perfect because the sport's imperfect. But yeah, I just I think that you're right, man. That that Chiefs story this year, new coach Dave Rennie gone, all of those injuries. Uh, yeah, I thought at the end the the selection decisions were crazy, but I understood there was there were some issues behind those. Mm. Uh, the Hurricanes drop off was incredible. I've never seen a team go from hero to zero like that yeah. in this competition. Um, the Highlanders just battled away all season long, like they always do. And you know the blues in itself is a story. We we just waiting for them to to turn the page and become at least partly a force again in this competition. You know all these storylines I think add to what what is overall a, a really fun competition. Then you had the sharks coming out to New Zealand, beating uh, four of the five New Zealand teams. Mm. The Hagawares going on a tear through New Zealand, beating the Chiefs in Rotorua, making it all the way to the playoffs. So from an international perspective. There were those storylines in yeah. play as well. And here we are, Melzi, with the Lions taking on the Crusaders. Same as last year, different venue, as you mentioned. Uh, but we, I think we have the final that Super Rugby deserves. These are, by far and away, for mine, the two most exciting, most fun-to-watch teams in the competition, which was what Super Rugby was designed to be. Fast. Super, what was it? What was the um, the catchphrase for Super Rugby, mate? You were part of that campaign for Sky Sport, weren't you? Which one? Don't miss a moment. Don't miss a moment. Do you know, you know what? Do you know what cracks me up? This New Zealand Rugby uh, produced a big commercial this year for Super Rugby, and and I know having worked for Sky for a long time, 
Every time someone does an ad about Super Rugby, they use slow motion footage. <laughs> I was like, like, so you created a tournament that was supposed to be the fastest, most energetic rugby tournament in the world, and you have marketed it for 21 years with slow motion. I've ne- I just, it's always bugged me. I don't know why. Actually, that, man, don't, you're, not, you're never going to miss a moment in that, man, if it's that slow. And now we've got ultra motion. It's even slower. <laughs> it's like it's a game for sloths. Wow. <laughs> How are you today, Alice? I'm really good, thank you. How are you? Congratulations to you. I believe you've been in a relationship for a year. Yeah. Well, yeah. well done, mate. Thanks. What is, what's the secret to your success before we start talking about the secret to the Crusaders and the Lions? Um, secret to, I don't know. I think just, just, just treating it like it's day one every time. <laughs> It's, like, it's, it's a process. Be, be, be excited about things. Think about the process. Think about the, the process. And the outcome will take care of itself. Yeah, you got to hit those tackles. Is it is a year in a in a new relationship? Is it kind of like a Super Rugby season? Do you, yeah. Do you sort of have to pick your big games, your big moments? Yeah. Yeah, you definitely have to uh, pick your battles. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes strategically let things go, mm-hmm. and uh, focus on the next focus on the next big uh, battle. But yeah. Have you had some games that just didn't quite go your way so far in the year? Yep, yep. You've but had we've, to make recoveries? But yeah, but uh, you just got to uh, focus focus forward and, and pick your socks up and yeah. yeah, work towards the end goal. No, I think you're doing the right thing there. What is the end goal? I can't tell you. Mm. Can't tell you. Mm. So very process focused at yeah. this stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't yeah. even know what the yeah. outcome you want is. No, no idea. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I understand uh, your, your your partner Tom. Um, he actually came up with an anniversary gift, but you haven't done anything. Yeah, well, we did that whole. Well, we only realised it was going to be our anniversary mm-hmm. last week. This week, last week, we only realised last week, and uh, we said so. We said no presents, mm. and he the old no presents. Eh? The old no, no presents. No yeah, well, and he's come up with a two hundred dollar voucher for. Um, my massage and facial and mm-hmm. and tickets to Phoenix Foundation on Friday. So oh. Oh. I don't know what to do about that. He said what he pulled he said he pulled Nothing. some strings. This is in quote marks. So he's pulled strings for the it is a voucher, so he loses points on voucher. Uh, voucher is yeah. always a points loss. We know that. But in also a it's a great but voucher. It's a great voucher. So yeah, he does gain there. Tickets to the Philharmonic with the Phoenix Foundation. Yep. Amazing. Great New Zealand band, by the way, for all our international listeners. So you've got a you've basically got the show and the manicure. Yeah. And he's sitting there Yeah, nothing. Nothing. Mm-hmm. I need to find some strings to pull. You guys know you any, any strings? Do you have any strings? I got nothing. Well the Philharmonic will probably take care of pulling the strings yep. at the concert, so yep. that's probably sorted. You could uh, always arrange for a very special song to be played just for Tom right at the end of the night. Yep. It's been done before. I once knew someone who, who blindfolded his partner and uh, took her to watch the full Auckland uh, Youth Orchestra perform Carmen. And wow. uh, Yeah, and then took the blindfold off and there was a full orchestra in front, right in front of her. That, I, I mean, once, that was brownie points. I once um, blindfolded Tom and took him to Burger King. I think he took him to bed, but uh, Burger King's good as well. <laughs> Burger, King. Burger King's good. So you blindfolded him and took him to Burger King. Yeah. Well, you mean you're, you're the one who's given him everything he ever wanted. We had some, some Whoppers vouchers. 
How did you get the vouchers? Uh, from him. You put, oh, from him. Yeah, they so were his see, vouchers. there we go. I'm just going to call him Tom Voucher from this <laughs> I noticed how Millsy has kept quiet through this whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> You're not much of a gift man yourself, Millsy. I, I can't, I don't do it. I don't do that. I've, I've you don't had do to. what? You don't buy gifts for people. I, I do buy gifts, but you I just. You bought gifts for me. Uh, niggly, mate. What's niggly about it? Oh, just niggly. Before we get on to the Super Rugby final on the short ball today, can we come up with a hard and fast rule list of gift purchasing for partners? Uh, if, there were, if there were three rules mm. to put in place around the purchase of a gift for your partner, Alice, would you like to start us off maybe with one that, that you can think of right now, a rule that shall never be broken? No, like I would say beauty products. No beauty products. No but I mean that like like skin creams and face washes and stuff because you know firstly you never get the right stuff secondly mm. if you get something that's accidentally anti-aging or anything that's a it's gonna oh, put you a, in the that's a big no no yeah <laughs> that's that's a big <laughs> you're nodding furiously yeah it's a big no no for Wharton. big big no no I I think never never go too expensive I was gonna say that There's never be a go price too range, expensive right? because what you do then is you create an expectation you create pressure. There's nothing more embarrassing than if someone gives you a gift that you know you can't match. Mm. Like you, you, you're not always going to match a gift for creativity or for just pure awesomeness. But if someone drops a big money item on you, and you're going to reciprocate with, let's say, a ballpoint pen, yeah, th that's put you in a bind. Yeah, and the thing is, with Uncle Google these days, you can always search up how much it's going to that thing has cost, right? That's it. Every time. That's it. We'll work on those rules throughout the short ball. Uh, might of 10 cups just around the corner, and uh, there might be some gift ideas at might of 10. We could come up with that. Yeah. It is one of the fine hardware stores of our Oh, age. mate, it's, it's the mega store. is huge. You even can get SodaStream stuff there. Barbecue. Have you ever bought a woman a SodaStream? Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> flavors. You, you bought, bought flavors without soda the SodaStream. Well, I've got flavors. the SodaStream maker. <laughs> Hey, there's plenty of flavors what? you can buy. What do you? Do you know how much it actually costs to refill your gas bottle? Hang on, I'm just, just <laughs> not step, as a present, mate. Let us step present. back one moment. <laughs> what you've done, going, I've got you something, and handed her the cola, the, the cola concentrate. Did you put a ribbon soda? on it? Uh, ginger beer, mate. Ginger beer. Ginger beer. Lemon, actually, lemon lime bitter is not bad either. We need to move on. <laughs> You're on the short ball of rugby pass podcast, Scotty and Mills, producer Alice. Congratulations on your anniversary. Well done, Alice. Thank you. I'm really proud of you, and Tom for that matter. Mm. I wanted to know. If you would be frustrated as the referee with Swayce de Brain this week, who has come out, Millsy, and has said rather publicly that he hopes that his side is given a fair chance from the referee, the subtext, of, actually it wasn't even subtle, he accused the Crusaders of getting away with murder at the breakdown and playing offside for the entire game. Now, I've got two... I've got two views on this. First of all, Swayce is just doing what a lot oh, of yeah. coaches do and yeah. they're playing the referee through the media. Yeah. But I note the Crusaders haven't said much in return. So is Angus Gardner ignore it and go, it's just game playing? Or does he say to himself, all right, I will look. Just subconsciously, <laughs> the box has been ticked. Or does he say to himself, I won't be told what to do by a coach. I'm going to make up my mind the other way and say, well, I think they're clean. So... Is there a chance of this backfiring on Swayce to break? Oh, I could do. Oh, I think Angus Gardner's a good ref, and, and and what makes him a good ref is the fact he does. He'll, he'll have a look at it. Subconsciously, he would have read something like that and sort of th thought about it, but he, I, I wouldn't think he would go out of his way to, to actually just look at those things on the field. 
he he manages players very well, and that's what I like about Agnes. At, um, Angus, sorry, that is um, Agnes Gardner. <laughs> that's his mum. <laughs> um, and that's um, you know, he talks on Agnes from now on. <laughs> no, don't do that. But he's also he also knows you know that he can actually you know sit there and understand when he is wrong. And mm. that time that he came out with TJ Perinara. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You know, he didn't have to. And a lot of refs wouldn't have done what he done. You know, That's right, I that, remember that. that. Day. And so I think subconsciously, yes, you would have read something, but the, the quality of the ref, no, he won't, he won't uh, look too much into it unless there is something. Okay, take the same comments and then put yourself in the Crusaders camp. Oh. So you've read this, and I know they have read it, and the players have read it, and they know it's out there now in the public domain. So does that put a, a little bug in the brain about how squeaky clean you have to be or whether you have to adjust some of your tactics in, in those key areas of the game? I think they're smart enough. They're the most disciplined team in the competition, the Crusaders. Uh, the way they've d- defended, they'll just go and back themselves. When you read snippets like that, you know when you're going into a final. And I think Razor mentioned it at the end of the game last week that they gave away a bit too many penalties. I think they gave away four or something. Well, they, well, they were, were pretty good at it. So you kind of focus on that. And when you're playing a South African team, uh, that is always a focus because you don't want to give penny, penalties away because they'll either kick for, have a shot at goal because they're relatively pretty good kickers, or they go for the touchline and you're in for a, um, a massive sort of line-out drive. And so consciously, the Crusaders will know that they have to be very disciplined, and especially at the breakdown. So yes, they would have read it, but I don't think they'll make much of it, you know. Quagga Smith, we need to move on on the short ball today, talking about the Super Rugby final this week. The Crusaders taking on the Lions. You can catch all the action on Rugby Pass, of course. Quagga Smith last year yeah. in Johannesburg... Red carded in the final. Yeah. Uh, that would have stayed with him, mm. I imagine, for the last 12 months. And will stay with him for a long time after that if the Lions can't get the job done this year. Yeah. It was the turning point in the game, oh, huge. for sure. Yeah. I'm not suggesting the Crusaders should have an asterisk beside their name when it comes to that particular championship, but it sure as shit helped. <laughs> I, he is going to be a man-possessed. Oh on Saturday night in Christchurch. And Matt Todd is going to have his hands full looking after that bloke for 80 minutes. Well, you see how he played last week against oh. the Waratah. Two tries, was it? Freak. 
and his running game. I mean, what people, some people don't realise is Quagga Smith goes and plays sevens at the beginning of the season. 100%. Which is, in terms of fitness and everything else, is diabolical. He's then, a Commonwealth Games gold medal sevens player. He's playing open side flanker in Super Rugby. Yeah, it's and insane. then he just goes straight in and has a massive uh, Super Rugby season. Yeah, last year, man. I mean, there's, I mean, he got he got sent off. I mean, was it for a hit high tackle or uh, was taking a player out in the air? Yeah, really that landing was the one. pretty hard. Yeah. Um, and so that would have stayed with him for a very long time against Matt Todd. What I've been very impressed with Matt Todd is his running game. And then we, we, we spoke you know, a lot about the sevens and things like that. And you look at Sam Kane and how they evolved their game in terms of, you know, we know Matt Todd can get over the ball. You know, he's known for that. But all of a sudden now he's becoming a, a ball option. He, you know, he bumped off someone off a set piece line out last week. Um, but that battle, <laughs> Smith and Todd, is. Oh, I'm looking forward to that battle alone. I'm with you. And is there a better looking man in all of Super Rugby than Quagga Smith? <laughs> Secondary question. Oh. oh, yeah. I don't know, is he? Just 25. What? Quagga, if you're listening, I, I'm a massive fan. If you're listening, Quagga, you don't look 25. You look like you have been beaten up for 40 years. Wow. At least. He, mean, looks, he does it tough. He's on the mix. Oh, no, he's, he's in he the looks, mix. He's a, he looks That's like a all I'm saying. I'm bastard, not I'm just saying, he? just after games. I mean, most of the time, Quagga's got a face you can only love. But yeah. boy, oh boy, he's smashed it up a bit. Well, he's a hard man, mate. Hard. He's those, those guys that were in South Africa and you're going for a hunt and you're on some on his land and he catches you. You're like, whoa. <laughs> have you been through this? No, I haven't. <laughs> you have. I've seen it on you've movies. <laughs> Why well, you hightailing he's, it? I'm like, later, bro. Like, I'm out of here. Like the dude from Gods Must Be Crazy with you. <laughs> no, no, it's you. No, it's you. No, it's you. <laughs> Out of there. <laughs> but he's tough. He's a tough yeah, man. Yeah, he's tough. Okay. Warren Whiteley is another. Uh, oh. He's a great leader. Franco Moster, I think one of the most underrated players in the world right now. Malcolm Marks, we've blown enough smoke up his ass to give him bowel cancer on this podcast over the last two years. Uh, he is going to be beastie yeah. in this game. And... Yeah, the Crusaders, when we flip it around, yeah, they've got Cody Taylor, uh, but they've lost two of their backup hookers to injury. Jordan Tulfu is yeah, out of this game sure. with a broken arm. Uh, Crotz was under a, a concussion scare, so he's coming back into it. I mean, you know, the, they haven't had the easiest build-up here, the Crusaders. Tough game against the Hurricanes, which they were able to, to stretch in the end. But, uh, you know, look, yes, they've got home advantage. Yes, they've never lost a playoff game at home. Mm. Yes, they are overwhelming favourites with the TAB. Every multi in the world, if they lose this, this weekend is gone. <clears throat> but I still can't help but think that people have taken this Lions side too lightly. <laughs> too lightly. That yeah. is a very good footy side. Yes. I know Steve Hansen, the all-black coach, came out today and uh, also said, you know, you've you've got to give them some respect. I know the Crusaders respect yeah, them respect immensely. Them. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. Where where do you see the Crusaders having a clear advantage in this game, apart from the external factors yep. and the support issues around home advantage and, and, and AMI Stadium? Where do you see it on the field, them having a clear and distinct advantage? Well, I think it's in the backs. I think it's, it's particularly out wide. And... You've seen the Waratahs last week. They're up 14-0. You give the, the sorry the, the Crusaders a 14-0 start. There's no coming back from that. And the the amount of times um, 
the Waratahs found space out wide, particularly off uh, face play stuff, was was huge. And so when you look at the likes of Harvili Bridge, Timani um, uh, Seta, who's out who's out wide as well, and and also Goodhue, those that, those that combination in itself, they work hard together. The skill that they have to be able to get the ball out to those those guys, and then you know all of a sudden you have a Cody Taylor who's sitting out there, <laughs> Kieran Reid on the other side. I think that's where it's won, and, and I think the the Crusaders are just more clinical at that. They're they're way more clinical at um, at finishing those opportunities where it comes from a turn a turnover or they're setting setting something up. Um, and everyone's all on the same page. That that try just after half time that Harvili scored. It was a nice breakout wide by Goodhue, set up by Moonga, and then all of a sudden Harvili comes with a nice short ball. That was a very fast, quick ball, and and Bryn Hall picks it up and, and knows just um, the guy that's there. And it's you, that's usually a big forward that's trucking mm. in there. But to be able to know that you can hit that is is, is immense. And so I just think they're more clinical out wide. Mm. Um, and they've got a better defensive system out there as well. I looked at the stats from the weekend's games, the semi-finals. Every single one of the Crusaders' backline players from 10 to 15 made 50 or more metres in that game. <laughs> and when you compared those stats with the Lions, there were spikes on the wings, fullback, but the midfield didn't produce. I think. Elton Yankees didn't produce. Yeah. And, and, and I think that's the difference. If, if you look at a guy like Elton Yankees and you're the Crusaders, do you say to yourself, he ain't going to run? We don't have to worry about him. Mm. He is not going to run in this game. Whereas Elton Yankees is looking at Richie Mwang and says, shit, is he going to pass, kick, or run, yeah. or even jump? I'm yeah. not entirely sure what this guy's going to do. So I agree with you on the threats they pose out wide. I think Ruin Combrink is going to be peppered. Yeah. And they are trying to they they are going to try and go after him. His defensive rate this year has not been good. In fact, it's the one glaring weakness in his game. But even so, you've you've got to get the ball wide. What have you what have you made about the comments? around Richie Moanga this week. You know what I've found really interesting this week? There's all these people talking about Richie Moanga, and he's been mentioned in dispatches as a guy who potentially should be playing Test Match Rugby starting at 10. And every argument has been, oh, well, yeah, he's going, uh, he's going all right behind a Rolls-Royce pack. <laughs> Isn't the all-black pack supposed to be the Rolls-Royce <laughs> pack of world rugby? <laughs> oh, yeah, what true. would the difference be? I heard that. At the other I, don't, I don't understand that. So... Suddenly he's going to get in the All Blacks and, and he's going to have shitball to work with. I, mean, I don't think that's how it works. Uh, well, most, most first players who go and play for the All Blacks get pretty good ball as well, especially when you've got Aaron Smith throwing you the pass. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. It's a weird, it's a weird logic for me. He's going good. He's going good in front of that pack. It's the All Black pack. Yeah, you know? I, I suppose. I mean, yeah, yeah, he's going good a, in front of it. I know, and and um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And that's the thing. You you look at it, and, that, and he is. He's there's an absolute Rolls Royce pack, but the All Blacks should be the Rolls Royce pack as well. And so that's what I mean. What I, love. I mean, that's what I'm trying to say. It's like you know, they say he won't get the same in the All Blacks. He's playing behind the All Blacks pack. He'll get exactly maybe, the same service. Maybe that's a chance to say. Just make sure you keep your your feet firmly on the ground, young oh, son. But he is. He, he's a he's a guy that just does not. He doesn't. He doesn't get out. Go out of his company. Uh, well, he doesn't go out and is, is big big headed. He's Most really kid of yeah. He's amazing. Yeah. So he doesn't really need that. I mean, no, I know. He doesn't want the smoke. He doesn't need it, and and he doesn't want the hype. He's happy doing his job. I understand that. But gee, you know, he is undoubtedly the best ten playing mm. rugby in New Zealand right now. Yeah. I and and I tire of this argument about Super Rugby as a step below. And just say, oh, 
come on, man. It's the same game. Yeah. If a kid's playing well, 20 years ago, they played for the All Blacks mm. or the Springboks or the Wallabies. Yeah. Now we run a protection racket around this stuff. It's like, just give the guy a chance. Decision-making for me from him, and particularly under pressure, I think it was last week, it may have been the week bef- before, where he just scored that first try, um, You know, came back, he dropped the ball clean. Oh, it was last week, actually, and then... Um, you know, it gave the Hurricanes a chance to, to get the ball out well, which they eventually scored from. Now, that was quite early in a game, and to be under the pump like he was then, you know, you've just scored, he's on a high, he's come back, dropped the ball, the, um, the uh, Canes um, score under the pump, you all of a sudden thinking, do I need to get myself out of here? This guy here, he actually takes, the, uh, he just takes on that pressure and then sort of absorbs it, and look at the game he plays. And so that's what makes him... Um, in, in my mind, the best number 10 going out in Super Rugby at the moment, regardless of what you say, whether he's in front of a Rolls-Royce pack or whatnot, the touches that he produced, produced and particularly on the inside channel, yeah, the Hurricanes rushed up, but you've got to actually know when to take those. But he not only just took them, he then had the patience and the nous to say, well, there's, now there's space out wide, I'll give it to the other guys. Mm-hmm. And then and they just finished. And so he was instrumental in doing that. And that's, that's the... the um, composure that I sort of see in a, in a guy like that to be able to say I'm under the pump just made the one of the biggest mistakes to let these guys back in the game but then I, I just rip shit up leaders yeah well said Millsy I really like that this is some top level analysis from you <laughs> should have been a TNA he ripped shit up I like it I think that should be the yeah that's the name of your new book but I'm not, no. Are you writing it, Scott? Ribbing shit up. Ribbing. I should have said that, actually. I, I should take that swear word out of there, you can, please. You can swear. No, Alice will edit it out. Yeah, thank she'll you. Edit, she'll edit all the swear words beep. out of this. Just beep it up. Finally, we come to the biggest question of all. Can Swaster Brain breakdance? <laughs> <laughs> there would be an outcry... <laughs> From the general public watching this game, if the Lions were to win and Swaste did not drop that. down, <laughs> like the old uncle at the wedding, getting down and getting, he's got to get right down. He's got a backspin. He's got a dolphin. He's got, maybe got to do the caterpillar. Dolphin, that's right. He's got to do something. You cannot just win a Super Rugby title these days oh. and not have a move up your sleeve. That may have worked years ago, Millsy, but it doesn't, it doesn't work now. <laughs> not these days. The standard not. has been set. Yeah. Can Swaste Brain Breakdance? There that it is. is. There that it is. is. I'm going to ask him on Friday night if oh, he can breakdance. Nice. I'm not going to ask to see it, but I want to... I he want might to... have some other moves. Breakdance. He may be a line dancer. He, could, I don't might, know. he might be able to floss. He could do it definitely do the floss. Everyone in the world can do the floss. But he's got to have a dance, surely. Yeah. yeah that's standard now when you, when you win a final, right? Yeah, not one of those, you know... What? No rhythm, white guys oh, at the wedding biting his bottom lip. You can't be that guy. It's got to be, you've got to get into a mood. At least something sort of substantial, right? 100%. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Good stuff, Sumo. Thanks, Mills. Looking forward to the final. It'll be on rugbypass.com. I'm picking the Crusaders. And a tight one, Millsy. Tight? And a tight one. Oh, I don't think it'll be tight. I think um, they'll blow them away in the last... 15 minutes. It won't be tight. Sure? Yeah. Won't be tight. But I admire, what, I admire what the Lions have done, but it won't be tight. It'll be tight. What, what, what are you saying? Tight like 3 5? Yeah. Oosh. Okay, tight. okay, okay. I'm saying 23. 
What? 23, that one, bye. Yeah, we're going to leave the podcast here and we're going to talk quietly. You and I in the corner. Yeah. Okay. That'll do for the short ball this week. Scotty and Mills with you next week. And we'll break it all down. We'll rip shit up. Rip it up. <laughs>